You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help facilitate conversations around what it means to step into your confidence so you can live the life you want, not the one you think you should. Join me as we talk about body and self-acceptance, nutrition, movement, and mindset so that you can uncover what dulls your sparkle so you can shine. With that, let's go to the show. Okay, my friend, you are in for a special treat in this episode. I am so excited. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe this is happening. I've waited so long for this and it's finally here. I have been wanting this guest on the show since its inception. Back in September of 2018, I asked this person to come on the show and they said, no. (laughs) They laughed at me and they put it off. And finally this week with this being what, week four, week five of quarantine, shelter in place, COVID-19, he finally acquiesced and agreed to be not only the first male to be interviewed on the show, but also just to be making his debut on the podcast. I am so excited to welcome Timothy David Ludeman to the show. Ah, it's so exciting. Okay, so this powerhouse and hunk of a man, sorry ladies, he's taken, he and I have been married for 11 years. And it has been a wild ride. We'll see how much of it he uh, wants to share on this episode. And Tim is a professional counselor. He has had Lighthouse Counseling since 2008. That's crazy. 12 years of his own counseling practice. He loves to sit with couples and individuals to help them, especially with anxiety, which nobody's struggling with right now, (laughs) except, you know, all of us. And he just has a real heart for people that are hurting. And I love his presence and depth. But what I really love about Tim is that you can tell him the worst, most shameful, disgusting, awful thing. And he will look at you with such compassion and empathy and gentleness and just support you as you process and ask you questions to help you understand yourself better. He never claims to have the answer because he empowers you to find the answer, which as his wife drives me batty. I'm like, please just give me the answer. And he's like, no, you already have the answer. And (laughs) I like to yell at him and say, don't counselor me. Don't you do it. He doesn't do it very often. And having been a coach myself for a couple of years now, I've, I've picked up on when he's doing it. But anyway, I'm so excited to just have this opportunity to chat with him. And I really hope that this episode, one, makes you smile, two, makes you chuckle, and three, gives you maybe a, a fresh perspective or a new way of thinking about things, um, just to lighten the load a little bit 
I think is what we both hope for this episode. So without further ado, my special interview with the first male on the Captivatingly Confident podcast, Mr. Tim Ludeman. All right, Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Tim. I am Kim Ludeman's husband. And this is, I think, my first time appearing on your podcast. It is. And not only is it your first time on the podcast, but you are the first man. What? On the podcast. Every zero men before me? I've had 40 interviews, and you are the first guy that I've interviewed. That's pretty cool. I know, right? Wow. I know. This is a lucky guy. This is amazing. It's a little uh it's a little exciting. And a little new, new territory, especially considering we're standing right next to each other. Wow, we are standing right next to each other. <laughs> so in the intro, I told the the listeners that are, are tuning into this right now, our, our super sweet friends, that, that this was going to be a podcast with a lot of laughs and some some tools and some tips, but the the main purpose Mm -hmm. of this was just to lighten the load a little bit because granted that, you know, there's like this worldwide pandemic happening right now. Everybody's home with their kids. Online schooling started this week and last week. It's just been a little bit of a, you know, what show for everyone. And so that was kind of the heart and hope that I had for this episode was just that it would be a little bit um, light, but also informative and helpful. Absolutely. And I'm going to try to not nod as though the people listening to us can understand that I'm nodding (laughs) and actually say words out loud because I was just nodding to Kim right then and realizing (laughs) none of you at home can see me nodding. So it's true. Oh, I'm a newbie to the podcast, so it's good if you this like. It's gonna be great though. It's easy if you just like use like air quotes. You can be like air quotes or like <laughs> hashtag. You have to say hashtag. Should you hashtag something? Okay. All the like hand gesticulations. You just mm-hmm. you just say that. Okay. Yeah, I got it. You're you're good. We'll get there. We'll figure it out. You're so good. Tim has been such a sport the last few years. When I first started, kind of my health and fitness journey, I had a blog called trainerkim.com and tim actually wrote a couple of blog posts about his experience with crossfit oh my goodness i did (laughs) do you remember that vaguely i i remember doing it i don't remember what i wrote Mm -hmm. i'm sure it was magical whatever it was and life-changing for whoever read it but um (laughs) (laughs) it was hilarious so that's what you have to know about tim is that he is so witty and funny and especially when he writes because tim thought it was pretty much torture going to crossfit and he documented it so well yeah do you remember oh i remember (laughs) it was it was fairly horrible yeah i just remember at one point looking over at you and you were like just glaring at me with these like eyes of hatred. <laughs> I doubt I even saw you. I was probably just in a daze from overexertion and exhaustion. <laughs> and my eyes were just like boring a hole through the wall. And you probably just happened to be like walked in between me and that wall. So. <laughs> 
I doubt it was hatred. It was probably just exhaustion. Okay, good. Well, I've been operating under the assumption for the last eight years that that was your moment of really questioning whether or not your marriage to me was a good idea. But that was the moment. Okay. That was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Well, that okay. was one of them. Okay, one of them. One right. of them right there. Yeah. Right. So, okay, moving forward. But if you, oh, before we do though, if you want to read what Tim wrote, I am happy to put the link in the show notes to the blog, which again, this blog is like almost a decade old. It's not cute. It's not pretty. There's not much on there, but it was in its heyday. It was quite popular. And yeah, Tim's, Tim's. I'm nodding again. Mm-hmm. You are nodding. In agreement. His yeah. contribution was incredible. So all that to say, Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are an Enneagram type nine. I am. So I'm a peacemaker. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the Enneagram, um, I'm someone who looks at things from all sides, or at least I try to. And sometimes that's super helpful because I can understand different points of view. Mm -hmm. I can help multiple people who I'm talking to understand each other. I can help someone else who doesn't understand someone's points of view, maybe see what someone else means. Um, then other times it's not so helpful because <laughs> sometimes people just don't want to hear it <laughs> and they don't give a care about the 10 other points of view that might be out there, but they're going to get, I don't to know what it. that experience is like no. to, to, to she hear from no everybody. I, I don't know what that's like mm-hmm. as an Enneagram three, uh, very opposite of a nine. I'm the rabble rouser. Well, technically that's an eight. But threes have a little bit of that in them, too, sure. and we often butt heads on perspective. But Tim always offers such a great perspective, and I love that that, that nine, the peacemaker, does have kind of that chameleon effect of being able to see from everybody's point of view. I think that that gives you so much empathy, especially with you know the vast majority of people being so different that you work with right. in your practice. So like... When you have people in your practice, who do you mostly see? Um, I mean, I see probably, I'll say about one third to one half couples and the other um, chunk individuals. Um, chunk. <laughs> Appreciate your use of the word chunk there. That's the, the technical measurement <laughs> was chunk. Um <laughs> So 61.4% individual. I have no idea. I made that number up. Um, But about that, individuals. And I enjoy it. Uh, You know, I've had this practice since 2008. And I don't see it stopping anytime soon. And I'm really glad to be able to do the work that I do. And partner with people who want to grow, who want to understand themselves better, who want to be able to move past situations that they've experienced before move past whether it's hurts or maybe mistakes that they've made in their own lives Mm. and figure out something better figure out something that's gonna be more helpful for them figure out something that's more hopeful for them and for their future yeah i love that how has covid19 affected kind of the mindset of your people like is it still business as usual or do you feel a shift in the energy or in the direction of conversations in your sessions with people 
There's definitely both. And, um, you know, people still have relationship issues. People still have issues with their kids. They still have relationship uh, issues. What? Yeah. What are those? Not us, but other people, (laughs) other people who don't have perfect communication. Um, (laughs) He's joking. I might be joking. I might be joking. Um, Just in case people were like, wait, what? You don't? You perfect communication? How do you do that? We don't. Not at all. We don't. Not at all. Yeah, sometimes Kim doesn't communicate right. And oh <laughs> my gosh. Did you just go there? I try and educate her and <laughs> remind her that I'm a professional counselor with a master's degree. And sometimes uh, she forgets. So that's impressive. Oh, but that's seriously, fantastic. folks. But seriously. Okay, I interrupted your um, train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back on track. Back on track. Um, but yeah, the I mean, definitely the COVID 19, it it just I want to say amplified. I don't think it's a word. It's amplified some of the current concerns people have already had about their job situations, about their financial situations, Mm. um, and just a lot more even, I think, recognizing and being honest with themselves about the unknown for the future, where I think part of, Mm. you know, before maybe – I think a lot of us have had maybe even just too much belief in here's what our plan is. So this is the plan that's going to yeah. happen. Here's what 2020 is going to look like. And 2020 is going to be A, B, and C. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. And then, you know, March, whatever, 16th, <laughs> I think happened. Oh and my gosh. since then people are like, oh my gosh, 2020, it's crazy. It's, you know, yeah. um, and it is. There's a lot of craziness. There's lots of unknown right now. Mm. And um, that's bringing about some fear for, for many of us, understandably so. Yeah. Um, I think one of the neat things that I'm seeing, though, is even this particular fear, this particular anxiety is actually shared by most all of us. Right. So that's kind of a neat thing I'm actually noticing and experiencing in my practice and just talking to people in general is seeing how, you know, it's not – me dealing with my own situation off in the corner that's totally different yeah. from someone else's. It's no, we're all dealing with this. We're all dealing with mm-hmm. the unknown. We're all dealing with what the heck is going to happen the rest of this year. When are our kids going to go back to school? If ever, um, <laughs> that's how it feels sometimes. Um, you know, when is our job situation going to get back to quote unquote normal? Um, when are we going to be able to leave our houses and go on vacation to the places that we want to go on vacation to? Cause mm. all the hotels are shut down and that we're not supposed yeah. to fly apparently. So there's just so much unknown there that we're mm-hmm. all sharing. in. so that's the piece that I actually find really interesting and um, almost encouraging yeah. that so many of us are dealing with the same stressor that it can become a community building thing as well. Totally. I love that you said that, you know, and we've seen, a lot of people with hashtag alone together or together alone, which I mean, they both work, but just this idea of community has, has really like risen up and it's been, yeah, almost an encouragement just that like, we're all in this together. There's no person on earth that is exempt from this. Right. Like we're all feeling anxious. Like, there's this unknown and fear that we didn't have to deal with, but now we do. Right. So what do you, when it, when we're talking about fear, how, what stance do you take on fear? Like if someone comes to you and is saying, gosh, you know, I'm just really feeling fearful. Like, what would you say to that person? 
Well, I, I think first of all, I, I want to be able to empathize with them and mm-hmm. help them feel normal in the sense that so many of us are feeling certain amounts of fear right now. Mm-hmm. It may not be exactly the same fear, but so many of us are. And I think that's one place where I see a lot of people beating themselves up in is that they think, oh, I'm not supposed to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, the man of the house and I'm supposed to have confidence and I'm not supposed to ever worry about things or, you know, worry my wife and kids about things um, or for the women in the home. I was going to say, my audience is mostly women. I'm transitioning. <laughs> I'm sorry for spending 10 seconds talking about men. I'll, I'll, I won't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> this is what happens, ladies, when you have a man on your podcast, apparently. You waste 10 seconds of your Let me talk to time. the men in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, of course, for the one or two women who I'm sure are part of this group as well. Um, (laughs) I'll slap him, ladies, for you. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. That um, thinking like, okay, again, I'm supposed to have it all together for my kids. I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be now the perfect homeschool mom as well as running my business, as well as trying to do the career that you already have, as well as take care of your homes in the way that you've always done it and support the rest of your family. um, That, you know, this is new for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the to-do list of every woman at home has just tripled from increased in cooked meals at home, more snacks, which means more dishes. I mean, we've been running the dishwasher gracious, if not daily, I would say every other day. Right. But that's, we also avoid hand washing as much as humanly possible. Because <laughs> if your hands aren't dry enough from all the washing, then you got to stick them in dishwasher, right. dishwasher, the dish this stuff dish soap that dish one water dish water yeah. and dish soap <laughs> super drying but it's it is it's a lot of fear around how do i maintain this which then is causing so that fear kind of segues into anxiety about how am i going to keep the ship afloat and not be in right. my bathroom with a bottle of wine crying myself into a stupor because it's just too much. So like for those women, for the women who are feeling a little anxious, well, a little too a lot, right? It's a spectrum, but right. feeling that anxiety about how the heck they're going to do all of this. Yeah. What do you, what words of wisdom do you have for them, Tim? That number one, I'd say again, be gracious with yourself that you're not mm. going to do all of this. Oh, I love that. You're, and don't put that pressure on yourself to do all of this. Yeah. I've got the air quotes out now. All <laughs> of this. Good job. Um, <laughs> See, you're learning. That that's so much of the problem and the struggle that again that we all do is that we put these expectations on ourselves Mm. or we see the mom who posted certain things online about how amazing their kids are doing in homeschool right now and how they have the perfect schedule and how everything is just falling into place and how magical it all is (laughs) you know and if that's you fantastic that's amazing that's great celebrate that post it online great but if that's not you don't feel like you have to be like that mom. Don't put that pressure on yourself to have it all together mm-hmm. and to have the perfect schedule and to have your kids never watch TV throughout the day. 
Um, you know, saw a great video not too long ago <laughs> talking about the idea of TV time. Oh, in the was midst that of Glennon? COVID, the Glennon Doyle one. I yeah. love Glennon Doyle. If you do not follow her on Instagram, she's doing like family meetings every day and I love it. But she, mm-hmm. yeah, to say more about yeah, that. that, you know, she was talking to a friend and the friend was telling her how she was just in tears constantly and that the only time she ever had any relief in her day was during the one hour of TV time she allowed her kids. One hour. <laughs> and Glennon just sort of stared into the camera and was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is COVID-19. COVID-19 is TV time. Uh-huh. That there is no such thing as just isolating one hour for TV time. No. That, you know, her point was, yeah, you still do some meaningful, impactful things with our kids and do a couple things a day that are fun and enjoyable and meaningful yeah. and feel like you're uplifting and teaching. And then for the rest of the day, give yourself some grace. Yeah. That some days are going to be better than others. And some days maybe you won't watch any TV. And that's great. And you had a magical day. And you built the world's best science project. And you took a trip and you wandered the wilderness with your kids. And they learned 20 new things. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. Other days, you know, you make your kids a bagel in the morning. And you're exhausted already. Mm -hmm. Because it's just been a nightmare. and. It's okay to have a little extra TV time that day. Yeah. And as in a little, we mean like 10 hours of TV time that day. Um, <laughs> and no, yes, that probably shouldn't be the norm. That's probably not what you're going to do every day. But there's going to be moments. There's going to be times where that's just how it is. Yeah. And that's okay. And we're going to be gracious with ourselves in the midst mm. of this. That not every day has to be a magical day of learning and wonder all day long. Right. Yeah, I love that. I love that you keep coming back to being gracious with yourself. And I think the pragmatist in me is like, okay, let's break that down a little bit. What does it mean to be gracious with yourself? It means to say, okay, I'm going to try to love my kids well. I'm going to try and teach my kids well. Mm -hmm. And some days that's not going to happen. Some days I'm not going to teach them well. Because they're not listening and it's going to be hard and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay if it doesn't go the way that I had planned it was going to go. You know, as we were talking before about the whole just COVID-19 19 thing in general, that it's okay if 2020 is not going the way you think it was supposed to go. <laughs> and I don't if, think 2020 is going anyway <laughs> than anyone expected it to go. I don't think so either. Did you see, okay, so if you're on Instagram, you've got to follow guy with a sign Guy with a sign is my favorite. He's this random guy in New York wearing sunglasses who holds up these cardboard signs. And they say stuff like, uh, uh, one of the recent ones was like, wash your hands. But one that he had the other day, did you see this? Was um, 2021 is our year. Right. Because <laughs> we said that about 2020, get right? it? Oh, I get it. Oh. And he's already written off 2020. He's already done with it. It's done. <laughs> he's it's, moved on. January was a good year. <laughs> yeah. Woo. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Again, interrupted your train of thought. That's that's hard for men. I'm sorry that it I keep doing that. that. Because I have no idea what else to say right now. Well, we were talking about graciousness. Yes. And you were saying, it seemed like you were saying that the focus should be on just trying. And if things aren't going the way that you expected or planned or hoped, that you wouldn't dive into the guilt or the shame that you would just be able to just be 
forgiving right. with yourself and to just drop the expectations. Right. Gracious. Right. And if you're seeing people that, you know, especially on Instagram or Facebook that are really triggering that in you, that are triggering the expectation game for you, unfollow or stop scrolling. That has been so helpful for me yeah. is to just literally not compare to anybody else. I try not to do that as a general rule, but I feel like that's a big one is this Absolutely. comparison. And that's where we get a lot of these expectations. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite options on Facebook is the 30 day pause option. There's so many groups that I like to follow. And sometimes it's just like, wow, this is just too much. I just don't have time to read all these posts and it gets distracting. So I hit the 30 day pause and for the next 30 days, I don't have to see it, Love but then it. I know it's going to come back. And I know I can get good stuff from that group later when I'm in a better headspace. Mm -hmm. But for now, maybe it's time to pause for a little bit. Can you do that on individuals too? Hmm. I don't know. Or is know. it just groups? I don't know. Interesting. I should look that up. I think you can do it on individuals, but I could be wrong. Hmm. I think that's right. You could take a break is what it offers. Okay. Well, now that we've solved that for you, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to sing it right now? <laughs> Moana is going on strong in our house right now. Right. There's a huge Moana phase happening, which I completely support. But um, what I also wanted to ask you was anxiety. Can we go, can we circle back to that? Because like you said, everybody is in this same boat and right. whether you're conscious of your anxiety or not, your subconscious is still taking it all in. And even the most Zen grounded people are still experiencing anxiety. So there's no one that's exempt from this. Sure. What are some tips or tools that you like to help encourage people to start utilizing so that anxiety isn't so paralyzing or so present? So I think my favorite thing to do is, you know, to try and break it down, try and break things down from here's this big project. So if your big project is to buy a house, that's not one project. That's 50 projects. <laughs> we don't know you anyone know? trying to buy a house right now. <laughs> no, no one. No, no one. one. You know? We are. We are. <laughs> if your project is to start a business, that's not one project. That's a hundred projects. At least. If your project is to, you know, raise good kids, that's not one project. That's thousands of little tiny projects that you're going to do every day, mm -hmm. probably multiple times a day. So when you wake up with that feeling of stress and anxiety of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to build this business or I'm never going to raise these kids right, or mm -hmm. I'm never going to be able to sell this house. Um, it's like, yeah, you're not going to do that today, but what can you do today? Mm. And try to ask yourself that question of what's yeah. something I can do today that will take 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. What's something I can do today that will take, you know, one hour and I can actually set aside one hour during that kid's TV time, apparently that we only get one hour for. So Jeez. I'm going to set aside during that hour. Here's what I will do for this project. Mm -hmm. Here's what I will do towards that thing that I'm feeling really anxious or worried about. And that's my goal for today. I my goal for that. today is not to get my business stabilized and in a great profitable place or to make sure my kids are going from being terrors to being little angels. Mm -hmm. That's not my goal for today. My goal is to, you know, pick, pick one thing that takes just yep. a few minutes. And that's my goal for today. Yeah. And once I've done that, if you have extra time in your hour, great. I'll pick another thing. Mm 
Maybe you'll even get a few things done that hour. That's awesome. Now you've even met your goal and you've gone past it. Exceeded. And now you have something to feel good about because you've done your goal plus extra. Versus if your goal again was to, well, I need to sell my house. I need to get going. And if you don't sell your house today, you're a failure because you feel like you didn't accomplish it because your goal was too big. So break the goal down. Make it much, Mm -hmm. much, much smaller into something that's just going to take you a few minutes or maybe an hour to do. Yeah. And that the one thing is an awesome book that my friend who's a business coach, Sheila Gray, she recommends by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan uh, is called The One Thing. But I love that you brought that up because it's so easy to get overwhelmed right at the start of the day. Because what happens for a lot of us, I think, is that we wake up and it's like the running to-do list. Or maybe even you wake up in the middle of the night That's the worst with the to-do list. And so I love this idea about picking just one thing, you know, in the areas that you want to get done and just making those smaller steps instead of trying to take on everything. Like, well, I got to do this and that. I know that that frantic energy doesn't serve either of just that just being spread too thin. So being able to really focus in on the one thing and put all of your attention and effort on that thing. Absolutely. And to comment just on what you even said about, you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night, that really does happen. So it's 3 a.m. and you wake up. Did you think I made that up? (laughs) If that really does happen. Kim's the only one that's ever happened to, I'm sure. (laughs) None of the rest of us have ever struggled with that. So (laughs) this is my super confident voice, by the way, that I use sometimes when I'm joking with Kim. It is your super confident easy everything in the world is for me and how hard it is for her. And I don't know why she struggles ever. Um, that's my jokingly super confident voice. Um, so if you do wake up in the middle of the night, which again, we've all done and it's 3am and it's really an awful time to actually try and work on any of your goals, but they're all racing around in your mind, write it down. You know, so if you know this is something you've struggled with or struggled with recently, have a notebook or even a, a notes app in your phone if, if that's easier for you. I know that's weird, maybe in the middle of the night, but something where you can write down, hey, here's what I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. And when I actually wake up, you know, at 7 a.m. and the rest of the world is actually open and available to me, and it's actually a good time to start working on my goals, here's what I will do. Hmm. write a to-do list with those three, five, ten things that are swimming around your brain yeah. and get it on paper. That there's something very psychologically freeing about getting it from mm-hmm. your brain onto a piece of paper. Because now you're telling your brain, you have permission to forget this. Because mm-hmm. it is now written on the sheet of paper and you will see the sheet of paper at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. or you know, 10 a.m. or whatever time you wake up in the morning. Um, that I can work on it then. I'm not going to forget it because it's written down. So that gives your brain now permission to let it go. To free it up. Because part of that anxiety that you feel is, oh my gosh, I have to do this right now. And I have to do what I'm thinking about. I don't want to forget this really important thing that I'm thinking about. Ah, but it's 3 a.m. and I really can't do anything about it. So you just lay there, not getting stuff done, not sleeping, not being productive, and feeling crummy about yourself. Yeah, I totally hear that. And, you know, it is, that's such a great tip to brain dump it. And then just leave it on the paper and go back to sleep. Yeah. And I think that that's awesome. Can you talk about real quick about 
Anxiety and looking ahead. I know that a lot of people right now are trying to make plans. They're trying to, especially business owners, making second, third, fourth quarter goals, trying to, you know, map out how they're going to grow their business through this. And that I'm seeing, especially in the the networking group that I'm in, I'm seeing that cause a lot of extra stress and anxiety based on looking too far ahead. Do you have any thoughts around how to again, minimize the impact of that or how to kind of see it differently? So we're not going to get rid of planning for the future. We're not going to avoid doing it. What we are going to do is try and hold it more loosely. Hmm. We're going to look at these future plans as, gee, if things with COVID virus change in the next month, two months. It's going to be May. I had to. Wow. You're welcome, people. <laughs> hey, hey, I have loyal I have a loyal listener that's listening right now. They were blessed For those by of that. You who have seen the Justin Timberlake Timberlake meme. <laughs> Can I just tell a quick funny story? The other day in sync came on in the car because yeah. yes, we had to go somewhere. Had to take Lewis to his grandparents. Don't get mad at me. We stayed in the car. We didn't touch anything. Uh, but Insane came on, bye, bye, bye. And there was this like flash forward moment with me and Lewis where my five-year-old was sitting in the back seat and he's like, what is this? And I'm like, the best thing ever. The best song Early ever 2000s written. pop. And he's like, can we listen to Christmas songs? Because <laughs> apparently his father lets him listen to Christmas music. Well, I love my child. So there's that. Christmas music, friends, in April. It's un-American. Anyway, I'm trying to get Lewis to sing. I'm singing. I'm dancing. And I'm solo on this, friends. It was like this teenager moment where he's just like in the backseat like, no, no, no. Head in his hands, just embarrassed. It was awesome. It was awesome. Anyway, Justin Timberlake, if you're listening, props. Thank you for the endless memes of... May instead of me. <laughs> okay, you were saying. Who knows what I was saying? Anxiety, um, looking anxiety, ahead. Looking ahead, holding it loosely. Loosely. That we're still going to be aware of, you know, hey, what do I hope I can do in June? Mm. What do I hope I can do in August? Mm-hmm. What would be really nice to see happening come September, October, once the kids are hopefully again back oh in school? Gosh, and crossed. things are going smoothly there. Um, that those are great things to be aware of and to be looking at and also great things to be able to say to ourselves even right now, here's my plan and my plan could totally change hmm. versus saying, here's my plan and my plan has to work. Yeah. And if my plan doesn't work, my life is screwed. My marriage is over. My business is going to fail and everything's going to suck forever. That's how we oftentimes make plans is with that mm-hmm. level of Here's what's going to happen. Here's what has to happen. And if it doesn't happen, everything's awful. Why do we do that, Tim? Because we like to be in control. We like to be able to have a script. The C word. (laughs) I use the C word all the time. And... (laughs) It's terrible. Moving forward. But um, um, that we like to be in control. We like to think we have more power than we really do. 
Uh, because we feel good when we have power. We feel good when we know, here's what I'm going to do for sure. Here's the amount of money I'm going to make next month for sure. Yep. Here's what everything is going to cost next month for sure that I have total control over. Mm-hmm. Here's what my kids are going to do. Here's how once I read this book and start implementing these new parenting techniques, how my kids are going to magically start doing everything I say, you know, because I have control now because I read this cool book. Mm-hmm. Or I listened to Kim Ludeman's awesome podcast, and now I have total control over everything in my business and my life. Um, and unfortunately, that's not really how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I I do think my podcast has that power. Uh, yeah, I meant more other people's podcasts. Okay, yeah, not thank you. your podcast. I was going to yeah. say, Yours that's very unsupportive of that you. Power. It does. Mm-hmm. It's life changing. Yes, it is. No, but I do. I love that. I love how you've described all of this, just holding those plans loosely and, you know, really realizing that control is what we're seeking, right? We're seeking security, we're seeking control. Sure. And I want you to tell us because I know how much. And my longtime followers and listeners have heard me talk about your love for control boxes. Yes. (laughs) Here's your moment, babe. Oh, boy. It's here. It's It's arrived. Tim has this worksheet uh, called the control boxes, which he likes to pull out when he's teaching me how to communicate. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, most ridiculous. Anyways, it's just, you just haven't learned quickly, so oh sometimes you need. Okay, lessons. so control boxes, Tim. Tell us a little bit about control boxes because I think that this is pivotal. Okay, so so don't screw it up. I won't screw this up. Okay. I will show control here in good ways, um, <laughs> or try to at least. <laughs> so I apologize. I don't have the visual for it in front of us here, but. So the basic idea of the control boxes is to remind us, where do we have power in life and where don't we? Mm. So this sheet of paper that I'm thinking of, it has four boxes. And in one box, there's a big smiley face. And that box, it says, I have control and I'm taking action. Mm. And I can exert what we call responsible mastery in those cases. If there's something I have control over, I should be taking action. I want to be taking action. I want to be putting my efforts towards that. The problems often come in my life when actually there's cases where I don't have control, such as in the case of things that other people do, the person that cut me off in traffic. um, There is no traffic now. There is no traffic now, but back in the day when there used to be. When there was. Um, (laughs) um, Oh, by the way, just in general, COVID-19 is something I have no control over. Mm -hmm. But if I try and make control, if I try and act and do too much, um, I'm going to drive myself crazy. I'm going to feel depressed. I'm going to feel anxious. I'm going to feel frustrated. If I try and control other people, uh, it's going to be even worse. And so that's a place where I'm just going to expend all my energy. We call that ceaseless striving or trying to do the impossible. So that's box number two. That's a big energy waster. Uh, Box number three is also an energy waster. That's a place where we call it learned helplessness, which is where if you did have power and control over something, but you didn't act, That is a place where you're going to feel depressed even more. You're going to feel more anxious. You're going to feel frustrated with yourself. You're going to get upset with yourself for procrastinating on things because you realize I could be doing something here and I'm not. Hmm. So that's a great place where maybe you want to talk to a counselor. Maybe you want to learn, hey, what are some options I'm not seeing? Or I want to talk to a friend or read a self-help article or book. That's a great place to be able to remind ourselves, hey, Wherever I have some opportunity to have control, I'm going to take action. Mm-hmm. And the things I have control over are 
my thoughts, my choices, my feelings, and my behaviors. Mm. And again, nowhere in there, nowhere in there, by the way, is COVID-19. Nope. Nowhere in there is how many people are coming to your business to spend money. Mm. Nowhere in there is what your spouse or your kids are doing. Um, Because that's other people. That's other people's actions. And you don't have power over that. You have a little bit of influence with some of those people, but you don't have power to control what they do. So my favorite example is if you go on a job interview and you are so prepared, you know everything about the company, you nail the interview and all the questions, and then the guy that interviewed you gives the job to his cousin. You know, that happens. It has nothing to do with you, nothing to do with how well prepared you were or not. It's he wanted to work with someone he was close to. He wanted to work with someone he trusted. So he hired his cousin. Nothing to do with you, but you still did everything you could. So the fourth box of our control boxes is called the let go and let God box. That's where I actually acknowledge I don't have control over certain things, Mm. such as COVID-19 or other people's actions. Like our neighbors having a party the other day. neighbors having a party and playing their music way too loud for who knows why. I don't understand. That I'm going to say, okay, to God, to the universe, that I'm letting go of this. I am choosing Mm. to not put my time and energy into this situation because I have no power. Yeah. And now we want to clarify, that's not you being lazy. That's not you being passive. That's not you ignoring something you could do something about. What's you saying, I actually don't have power here. Yeah. So instead of spending all my time and energy worrying about the neighbors and what their music is or worrying about the things I don't have power over, I'm going to put my time and energy into those things I actually do have power over which are my own actions, my own choices, my own behaviors. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm going to invest my energies into. Holla. Holla. I just feel like there's so much freedom in just identifying what you can control, which is yourself. Right. And that's it. Right. And that just feels like when you can really grasp that and own it and really work to release the need to try to control other people, yep. getting mad at people who are congregating in groups right now, getting frustrated with your kids that they are wanting to watch TV all day long and you're not on board with Glennon. You're you're like, no, we're doing the one hour and that's it in increments throughout the day. Like you're trying to control things and you just can't. It's right. not, that's not for you. Right. And I just feel like, even as you were talking about let go and let God, like just the the shift energetically that happened, even just between us, is just like so palpable yeah. when you can just release that. It's everything changes. The anger, the frustration, the ooh, there's the mic, the disappointment, the the turmoil, just that lack, chaotic energy just is gone. Right. Yeah. And again, and the point of this, the point isn't to say that you're never going to be upset again. Right. It's not to say like, oh, good. I'm glad the neighbor's music is super loud and obnoxious. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You know? No, that's not the point. The point is to be able to say, hey, this is obnoxious. I wish the neighbor's music was quieter. And I'm still going to go out my day and do other good things. Mm-hmm. Um, or, hey, I really wish my spouse was doing this differently or my boss would do this differently and maybe I'll even talk to them about it and use the influence that I have to try and see if they'll make a change, but I don't have the power to force it to happen either. So I'll send that email or I'll make that phone call, talk to them for five minutes. And after that I'm done because that's all the power I have. That's Mm. all the control I have. 
And instead, I'm going to go spend the rest of my time interacting with my kids, mm-hmm. interacting with my own business, um, doing exercise, doing meditation, saying prayers, doing other spiritual practices, getting mm-hmm. outside in the sun, doing these other really good things that are really good for me that I have a lot of control over. I have a lot of power to do those things. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so empowering. It's not, and I love that you say this too, and that you've said it for years, but it's it's not about what you're saying no to. It's about what you're saying yes to. Right. Oh, like hearing you say that was infuriating at first. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. But now it's like, I just love that. I love that we're not just like, you know, denying or just doing all this releasing, but it's also like opening up your hands, you know, instead of like having this death grip on control, it's yeah. releasing that opening your hands up to so much more. Oh, yeah. To abundance and peace. Like, because you can have peace right now, you can yep. have security right now. Yep. And like, can you talk a little? Our cat's going crazy right now. Can you talk a little <laughs> bit about? how people can start to choose one, how they feel and two, how to find security when everything feels so unse- insecure, unsecure. Yeah. Both and of those un- are great. Sure. Sure. Either one you can pick. Sure. That, um, yeah, things are going to feel insecure right now. That's, that's okay. Um, things are going to feel there's going to be unknowns and, and that's okay. And even be able to just say to ourselves, this is how it is right now. That things are insecure. Things are unknown. And that's how it is. And I'm not going to pretend otherwise. I'm not going to drive myself crazy trying to pretend otherwise or to try and force it to be different. I'm going to acknowledge that this is how it is right now. Hmm. That there's insecurity. There are some worries that I have. Um, and those worries, many of them are legitimate. Some of them might be not actually true, but we're going to give ourselves permission to experience those feelings. Um, and then we're going to move forward. Hmm. What we're not going to do is sit in the fear and the anxiety all day long. Right. We're going to say, I've got some fear here. I've got some anxiety here and I'm going to move forward today and do the best that I can. I love that. One of the things that I like to do with my coaching clients is to encourage the use of a timer. Actually, when there's uncomfortable feelings that come up, if you can, like you said, acknowledge those, be aware of them, and you can catch them before you implement coping strategies, like on online scrolling or shopping, I'm going to put gambling in there, I'm going to put drinking, eating, you know, all of those things, busyness, if you can catch it before then, you know, try and drop into your body. And I know that you and I have worked really hard on this in our years of therapy um, is, is really connecting to the body because that's where feelings and emotions live. We think it lives in our head, but it actually lives in our body. Right. Oh yeah. So talk a little bit about doing that practice of, of really identifying where feelings are and how to be present with those. So, I mean, if you've never done it before, it's an interesting exercise to just even sit in your room quietly for a minute. And when you notice a feeling, whether it's anxiety, whether it's fear, whatever, anger, um, to even just check in with your body and say, hey, where in my body am I feeling sensation right now? 
Where am I feeling something that's different? Where am I feeling, you know, are you feeling tension in your chest? Are your muscles in your shoulders getting tight? Is there something stiffen up in your back? Are you feeling pressure in your head? Mm-hmm. What, what is going on in your body right now that is pointing to an emotion? Um, and being able to just be curious with it. Um, I love that. That, that doesn't mean you have to fix it. That doesn't mean you have to make it go away right now. Just to be curious and aware of those uh, physical sensations. And then as you become aware of those, be able to clarify, okay, so what is the feeling I'm experiencing right now? Is it anger? Is it frustration? Is it worry? Is it anxiety? And being able to just take a step forward and say, okay, what, what is the need for me that is not being met right now? Because usually when we're talking about anxiety, anger, fear, frustration, uh, embarrassment, that there's needs not being met. Yeah. And so we want to use those feelings as sort of a pointer or a red flag to say, hey, what, what's a need right now that's not being met? What's mm-hmm. a need? Maybe a need for um, exercise, a need for emotional safety, a need for mm-hmm. connection with another close person. And when those things aren't happening – we're going to have those anxious, frustrated, worried feelings. Mm -hmm. So we want to use those feelings as little pointers to let us know, hey, here's this need that's not being met. And now I'm going to reach out to a trusted friend or to my counselor or to Mm -hmm. um, that cool self-help book I read or to Kim Ludeman's latest podcast or to Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, whatever those good resources are that you're aware of to be able to do something with that feeling. Because we're not just going to sit in that feeling all day either, because that's not going to be helpful. Right. And I think that's where the timer comes in handy is if you are afraid, if you're new to identifying uncomfortable emotions, if you're new to sitting in them, like Tim said, it can be really different. And I encourage people to use a timer, set it for three minutes or pick your magic number and let yourself feel that fear. Let the anxiety take take a a front and center role, like let yourself feel those emotions until the timer goes off. Then once the timer goes off, that's your moment. That's where you choose, okay, I can stay in these feelings. I can continue to let them affect me or I can, I can say yes to something else. I can say yes to something better. Yes to something more empowering. Like if I need emotional security, how can I provide that for myself? Right. How can I have conversations about the needs that I'm not having met? How can I, you know, get in touch with somebody that can help me or walk me through this? Like Tim or Kim Ludeman. <laughs> Shameless <laughs> plug. Oh, my. That just came right out there, didn't it? No, but that's what we love to do, both Absolutely. of us, is that we love to hold space for you to experience and explore and connect more deeply with yourself. And I yeah. think that, and I don't think, I know. She knows. People. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that COVID-19 is an invitation to stop doing life how we have done it. To really look at what's not serving any longer, what is, or what is serving you, but not in a way that's beneficial for you anymore. That could be thought patterns. That could be beliefs. It could be trauma loops that are being played for you. This is your moment. Like in Coco, we were watching Coco this morning because our kid watches lots of TV. (laughs) In Coco, you know, Ernesto de Cruz, de la Cruz? 
Sure. Oh. I don't even know. Ernesto de la Cruz. Yeah, that's it. But he has this phrase that he's famous for. It's seize your moment. And I just, that right now rings so true for for me, I feel like. Because this is our moment. No matter what has happened for you in the past, no matter how you've done things, that does not mean that that is how you have to continue doing them. Just because something is your story doesn't mean it has to be. It's a simple thought, and it's actually more simple than it sounds like. I don't want to say it's easy, but it's simple in its execution, and that is the fact that you get to choose. Right. Your choice, like, again, what Tim said about the control boxes, literally the only thing you have control over is you. So when you release trying to control all the other things and you turn that control inward toward yourself where you can focus on your your propensity toward reacting toward things rather than responding, your desire for even the coping skills that you have that you've developed for recognizing family patterns or, you know, identifying trauma loops. Like there's just so much potential right now, which doesn't mean that that's all you need to be focused on. But I think what Tim and I are trying to say is, releasing that need to control everything, feeling anxious about that all the time and really staying present yeah. in the moment mm-hmm. like that. That's the thing. That's how we avoid all the anxiety that that's how we start to do this work. That's empowering. Right. Is staying present. And, and that's where the truth is because the truth is in this moment is where I have the most power. Oh. You know, I don't have power over what's going to happen a month from now. I I don't. But if I spend, you know, the rest of this week just hyper focused on what the month of May is going to look like and the month of June, it's going to be May. You had to. See, you can't (laughs) stop. I couldn't stop. I I know. I'm so influential. But Justin Timberlake and Kim Ludeman's presence combined. I just wish I had his hair. Just brought that out. Wow. That right now is the place where we have the most power. What's happening today? What's happening tomorrow? Those are the places that where our power and influence are the strongest. And the stuff that's going to come up later, yeah, we'll think about it. We'll maybe make a tentative plan for it, but that's not where we have the most power in our lives. Oh my gosh. All right. My friend, the, not you, the listeners. So I promised him that this would be a half an hour. And we're, she lied. We're creeping up on an hour. She lied to me. So I guess that means you're just going to have to come back. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. But how are we ever going to be in touch again, Kim? I don't like- know, Tim. <laughs> but seriously, folks, where can people find you on the internet webs? Where do you hang out? There is a place called the internet that you can contact me. Oh, dear. Um, for those of you not familiar. This is where Tim's <laughs> technological skills come to a grinding halt. He still has a hotmail, y'all. You're welcome, first of all. Hotmail. Tim, the 90s called and they want their email back. Why would I give it to them? Because I want it. It's time to advance. I want. It's time to expand. <laughs> this is the time of Tim's technological expansion. I feel it. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I'll teach you, baby. It's okay. She is going to teach you. But I'm actually going to give you, you a different email address that is technologically advanced. Um, so you can reach me at tim at lighthousecounselingpdx.com. So for those of you who don't know, PDX is in Portland. So lighthousecounselingpdx.com. Tim, 
at Lighthouse Counseling PDA. Wow, you just said that like three times. Well, because the you... second time I said it, I didn't say Tim at, so I thought it'd be confusing to people. Wow, technologically challenged. Okay, he also has a website, yeah. lighthousecounselingpdx.com. Correct. And Tim, do people have to be local to Portland to meet with you? That's a great question, Kim. Thank you so much. Um, You don't have to be local to Portland to meet with me because I offer video counseling. Uh, The unfortunate part that some of you will have problems with is you do have to be in the state of Oregon. That's true. So I'm licensed in the state of Oregon and counselors have to be licensed in the state where you live to be able to work with you. So for those of you who live anywhere in the state of Oregon, you can contact me. And we can do video sessions if you would like. Washington coming soon. Washington coming soon. Yay! Not yet, but soon. Okay. Well, and Tim is very not on social media, which, I mean, that makes sense. Given what you do, you know, you wouldn't really have like there a business. Is a Lighthouse Counseling page, but is there? I don't recall the last time I've ever posted anything on there. I was going to say, this is new information. Yeah. But you're not like on Instagram or anything. I'm not. Okay. Sorry. That's fine. Sorry. It's fine. I am. So Kim is. There you go. Yeah. Just turn, make it all about me. Exactly. Okay. So if you are interested or if you want to have a conversation with either of us, again, that was Tim at lighthousecounselingpdx.com. You can reach me, Kim at captivatinglyconfident.com. If you'd like to hear more from Tim and you want him back on the show, send me an email or catch me up on Facebook. And especially if you have topics or questions that you want this hot stud muffin of a professional counselor to answer for you. (laughs) That's my new marketing angle. Um. (laughs) Hashtag sorry, ladies. (laughs) It's so good. Hashtag spoken for. (laughs) Hashtag already taken. (laughs) Oh, wow. That that went there. Okay. Well, Tim, thank you so much for being on the show after... Nearly 18 months on the air. I Thank appreciate you for the it. privilege of being the first male guest on your show. It's Hello. pretty amazing. Lots of hollows tonight. Lots of hollows nice. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, if you like this episode, do me a solid. Will you share it with a friend? You can text this episode. Just copy the link in iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening. Uh, give it a shout out on Facebook. I just think that there's a lot of need for extra support right now. And so if you're a fan of the show, I would love for you to share it. I always welcome your feedback. I read every single email that I get and do my best to respond. And that was Kim at CaptivatinglyConfident.com. You can also rate and review the show on iTunes or Stitcher. That means so much to me. I love that. It helps me to get sponsor opportunities as well as to promote the show and to get it into the ears of the people who really need it and to help grow the audience. So thank you. Thank you for all of your support. You're amazing. We love you. And we're thinking of you. And we will see you. Well, not we. I will see you. Sorry. (laughs) I will see you next week. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. 
Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.